Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back at it again. Can't stop. Won't stop. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. 2017 edition. It's been a while. Hasn't it? Back in the saddle. Bringing you the names you need to know first. It's what we do since 2002. And boy, oh boy, it's April 7th. We're just under... Three weeks away from the NFL draft in Philadelphia. Enjoy it, my uh, city of brotherly love, while you can, because we have the announcement now that Dallas will be holding the 2018 NFL draft. So we had two years in Chicago, one year in Philly. We'll be relocating down to Dallas for the 2018 NFL draft. But our main focus here is – bringing you some players that we've scouted on the pro day trails. We hope to have some more player spotlight shows leading up to the draft. And uh, one guy that caught my attention at the UConn pro day workout was John Green. Uh, Defensive back there, started a few games at corner, started a game at uh, safety this past season. And while Obi Melifamu was getting all the attention uh, with the mainstream media, there was quite a few scouts lingering and hanging out uh, afterwards, waiting to speak with John. And we are going to talk to him in just a minute as he joins us on the Premier Athlete Advisors Hotline. Check out premierathleteadvisors.com if you're a 2018 NFL draft prospect or maybe a 2019, maybe a 2020. But, you know, if you're doing your homework, looking for agents out there, trying to gather research, I highly recommend premierathleteadvisors.com, and you can learn more information about my buddies Adam and Matt over there doing big things. But uh, the man we're going to welcome into the show right now was doing some big things at his pro day workout, as we mentioned just a minute ago. John Green, the cornerback out of UConn, on the hotline right now. How are we doing today, John? How's it going? I'm good. That's good to hear. We appreciate you taking some time joining us here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And, John, I had a chance to see you up close and personal at that Huskies Pro Day workout. Uh, Almost every team in attendance, maybe just about every team in attendance. And I noticed that, you know, teams were waiting, hanging out when it was over. Uh, What has the feedback been like from NFL teams? What have you been able to gather uh, just talking to scouts or your agents talking to some of the NFL teams? What's it been like so far? I mean, it's been good. You know, I've been in contact with some teams. And, um, I mean, basically they said I, I run very well. Um, obviously they said that. Um, and they also said my drills look good. Um, you know, my um, just, you know, right now, you know, it's a very dark period where you're not really sure what's going on because you're still gathering all the information in. So, but I mean, I, I feel as though um, I, 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 I uh, produce very well on pro day. No doubt about it. Uh, you're running the 4-3 range. I know they had you timed 4-3-1, one of the fastest players for the 2017 NFL draft class. And 
36 and a half inch vertical jump, 10 foot three broad jump, all good numbers across the board. Now, John, I know you're a versatile guy. You've played corner, you've played safety. Uh, what do you envision your role like at the next level? Do you have a preference? Do you feel more comfortable at one position or the other? I mean, you know, right now, you know, I like um, I, I like playing nickelback. You know, I feel like I'm very confident covering the slot receiver. I have a knack for it. Um, converting to cornerback, that's actually my first position going in, starting playing nickelback. So, I mean, I love the nickelback position. I'm also very good at special teams. I played all four running teams in college and high school. So, I mean, I'm comfortable with that as well. And in high school, I also did a little kick return and punt return. So hopefully I can, you know, expand my range and also get into that. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I'm taking a look at your schedule, the AAC schedule. Uh, You guys have faced some high-flying attacks, whether it be Houston, Cincinnati. Um, You even went up against Syracuse this past year, which had a high-octane offense. Uh, You go down to Philadelphia, Temple, you know, can throw it around. Boston College always has a guy in the slot. Who Who is, like, one of the tougher wideouts that you've had to face, maybe in that slot cover corner position throughout your career? And it doesn't have to necessarily be this year, but who are one or two guys you've matched up with in the past that kind of really gave you your money's worth? I mean, I got to say the two guys at um, ECU, um, which was 2013 year, Justin Hardy, which was a great mm-hmm. receiver. Uh, broke all records out there. And um, and then this year in ECU, uh, Zay Jones, you know, covering those guys the whole game was, I mean, a real challenge because those are some real shifty receivers with great hands. So, I mean, th- those two guys really stood out to me the most. I mean, not just with their explosiveness in their hands, but their speed as well. Um, off the ball, their, um, their releases were pretty good. So, I mean, those two guys really stood out to me. And definitely some top caliber wideouts right there. Justin Hardy expected to play a big role for the Falcons. And Zay Jones, we've all seen what he's done with his NFL draft stock leading up to the draft. And you've got a guy right there on your own team on the other side of the uh, the ball there, Noel Thomas. I know you've gone up against him. And UConn is getting a little bit of a reputation now for putting out some wide receivers. You had some guys in the past as well. What's it been like going up against Noel day in and day out and some of those other Husky wideouts through the years? I mean, me and Noel, we have a great relationship to where in practice, you know, we always love to compete. Um, I'm not the one to talk about the trash, but, you know, no, no, you know, he, he gets into it. Me and him get into it sometimes, you know, he brings it out of me. But, I mean, he's honestly a great receiver. He's, um, his route running ability is very good. I mean, he got the separation speed, and um, and he got great hands and great ball skills. Um, another one would be Jeremy Davis. Jeremy Davis was also a great guy. Um, strong, oh, yeah. real, really, he'll really body you away from the ball, and he'll like snatch it out the air. You know, what I mean, I haven't seen Jeremy drop a ball ever. I mean, I probably seen him drop one ball since I've been been at UConn. So I mean, those are some good guys. I mean and great character guys as well. You know, it's funny you say that because I spoke to your teammate, uh, Obi Melifamu at the pro day, and he said the same thing about Jeremy, that this guy just, I've never seen him drop a ball. And uh, looking forward to uh, him producing this upcoming season, but we're joined right now by UConn defensive back John Green here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight. So bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. And, uh, John, let's take it back to, you know, you and your game specifically now. 
probably a day three guy, maybe undrafted, but uh, you know, April 29th is going to be probably your day where you kind of find out where you're heading towards. What kind of player is an NFL team going to be getting? If somebody's tuning in for the first time, hearing about you, you know, explain to us from your own words what kind of player that uh, an NFL team would be receiving. I mean, I'm a hard worker one, and, um, you know, I, I work for everything I got. So, I mean, even going into the third day, you know, Undrafted free agents are normally the hardest workers on the team because they have something to prove. They have a chip on their shoulder. So I know I have, a, I have, you know, I've been playing with a chip on my shoulder my whole career, my whole life. Um, so I mean, when you when you get me, you're gonna have somebody, you know, I have raw speed, I have a lot of quickness, and you know, I I, I make smart plays and I'm very coachable. So I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you see me a lot on special teams and um and working my way up to the to the defensive back room. And getting on the field is probably Nickelback. So, yeah, I mean, NFL teams uh, love to hear, you know, the the willingness and desire to play special teams, which is where you can really gain additional value and, and uh, really make a team through the special teams. So, uh, teams will love to hear about that. Now, also the thing they want to hear about is your passion and love for the game and 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 are you really passionate and dedicated to the game do you spend a lot of time in the film room because um you know I forget who it is offhand we just saw a player I think uh from the Giants who retired after a couple of years and uh you know even a guy like Tony Romo is getting criticized they're saying maybe his love for the game wasn't there to come and compete for a Super Bowl I mean NFL teams are going to ask you how much do you love the game is this something you're just really passionate about that you breathe eat sleep and love football yeah I mean I as I you know as I said I work real hard and you know work doesn't just come with um with you know your passion just to make it to the next level it also comes with a love for the game you know you got to love the game if you want to keep working and keep trying to um, elevate yourself within the game. So, I mean, I've been playing this – I've been playing the game for – since I was a kid. And, you know, growing up in Miami, competition was real crazy in Miami in terms of football. So, I mean, it was something big. And, you know, I always loved it, you know, going to the park playing football with my um, with my with my friends and um, in the neighborhood and, you know, just racing each other on the street. You know, stuff like that, it, it just gets you going and just it just you think about stuff like that and you just remember how much you really truly love the game. And, you know, our listening audience is probably listening to me saying, are you kidding me? You know, you get paid to play a game of football. I mean, of course they love football, but you'll be surprised how many players behind closed doors remove themselves from teams' draft boards because, you know, really football isn't what they wake up and, and, and think and dream about. But, you know, that's what NFL teams are looking for in addition to leadership. And teams want to know, you know, what kind of leadership skills you're going to bring to the table. Are you a guy – and there's all kinds of leaders. You know, there's no right or wrong way. But are you a guy that leads by example? Are you a vocal leader? Will you pull a guy to the side if he does something wrong? Maybe you do a little bit of both. But I know that up there in UConn, I mean, you guys went through quite a few coaching changes. So I'm sure especially – you know, with the underclassmen going through uh, a coaching change, you know, uh, what what were some of the type of leadership skills that you had to show uh, behind those locker room doors, John? I mean, the players would always come to me and, um, 
they would always come to me for advice. So I wasn't a very vocal leader, but I led more by example, as you said. Um, the guys would come to me for advice. You know, I let them know what is going on and how to deal with the situation because I've been through three head coaches since I've been there, as you said. You know, and it's not it's not an easy it's not an easy experience. I mean, there's nothing easy about you know flipping the whole culture of a program. It's a process and. You lose some players in between that in between that process, but I mean, at the end of the day, you all have to come together and play that that first game as one. So I mean, getting that through the young guys' heads was um, a little difficult, but I mean, you know, we it's 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 a process, and and I, and I let them know that it was going to be tough, but you know, but we got through it. And now when you move on to the next level, another thing NFL teams are going to examine and look at are how do you learn best? Are you a guy that is a visual learner? Do you learn best being out there on the field going through the reps? Do you like to go home and put your nose in the playbook and hit the playbook hard? Are you a film room guy? Do you spend a lot of time in the film room? How do you learn best, do you feel? I feel like I learn best watching film, um, just examining different stuff, um, Examining uh, receivers' tendencies, their splits, um, how they dict- how that dictates their routes, the quarterback's timing. I'm big on keying the quarterback. Um, so I mean stuff like that. You know, my coach also. Um, I'm also good with coaching. Um, I'm a quick learner. My coach will tell me something, and then I'll just go right ahead and do it. It doesn't take me a while for me to get to get to the drills. You know, but um, I, I feel more so I'm a visual learner in terms of film. Um, I watch a lot of film. I mean, I spent I spent half of my day watching um, film back in, during the season. So, wow, that definitely sounds like somebody who's dedicated, passionate, and loves the game. We're talking to UConn defensive back John Green, coming in at five foot ten, one hundred eighty pounds, four three one four yard dash. We're handing out the John Green sponsored neck braces because we had the scouts breaking their necks, uh, checking their stopwatches there at the pro day <laughs> workout, 36 and a half inch vert, 10 foot three broad jump. I got to ask John, I mean, where were you training? Where were you working out leading up to pro day workout? What was that um, process like for you? I mean, it was good. Uh, um, you know, backyard, uh, Backyard Miami uh, workouts. You know, I was I had a trainer, Idol Maker. Idol Maker. You know, he's one of the uh, best trainers down here in Miami right now, down in South Dade. And he has a facility operating out in Homestead. I mean, I've been working with him since I was in high school. So, in terms of explosiveness, he got me where I needed to be. And since he's been working with me since high school, he's seen me develop and he knew the areas I needed to improve on. So. You know, and then I had a running. I had another running specialist, um, Antonio Robinson, and um, he was he he got my form right and um, dance right, and you know that it's just you know outside grass workouts at the at, down in Homestead as well. So, I mean, it 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 was a good process. Um, it, I felt like it went smoothly. I knew these guys before I went into this process, so it wasn't. I didn't I didn't feel comfortable going to another facility, so. I really enjoyed what I what I when I was working with them. Well, they did a fantastic job, no doubt about that. So, you know, we mentioned three weeks away now from the NFL draft. What is your schedule like now? Are you down in Florida now, still working out? Or are you playing the wait and see game? Because 
you know, now hopefully you never have to run a 40-yard dash again ever. And, you know, it's a different kind of training. It's more of a mental daily grind as opposed to, you know, getting ready for for an opponent and, and more of a physicality thing. The, the combine training is more of a mental grind. You're, you're testing for measurables. But now that that part's out of the way and over with, but you don't have a team yet, so you can't exactly study a playbook. What's it like for you now for the next three weeks? Obviously playing the waiting game, but what's your workout regimen like? Are you still grinding out every day? Are you still doing combine training? Are you working more on positional drills? I mean, take us through what it's like now just these last few weeks leading up to the draft. Okay. Um, I'm, um, I'm just right now, you know, staying staying fit, obviously, um, keeping staying in the weight room getting back to the weight I'm comfortable at because I norm- I'm normally at 185 and 190, but working out so much, you know, I've been, I lost so much weight. So um, I'm slowly getting back up there. Um, and then, so now, right now, I'm just working out, doing drills, conditioning, and back in the weight room, like doing more explosive, explosive uh, exercises as opposed to strengthening because now I'm trying to get ready for uh, rookie mini camp. So I mean, it's a different training now, but you know, I have my trainer, my two trainers working with me, Antonio and Randy. So I mean, it should it should go smoothly as well. All right, and you know, we mentioned you know you've been through the the coaching carousel, so to speak, there at UConn and um, old face, uh, a new place, Randy Utzel a former UConn coach now uh, returning to the Huskies. I mean, have you had a chance to kind of um, pick his brain a little bit, meet with him, talk with him, interact with him at all? And and how do you feel like this UConn football program, you know, uh, is headed now, you know, that you have departed? Uh, The senior class has, has, you know, made their impact. There's a new coaching staff coming in. What's, What's your overall feeling about the program right now? Honestly, I'm very excited. I mean, he sounds very good. He sounds like he has the program going in the right direction. Obviously, um, back in 07, he did a great job with the team, brought us to the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he said, and he's real big on alumni. I mean, that's important with coaches. I mean, alumni is the people that keep your foundation in place because they built the foundation. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it, that's, that's a very important relationship to have. And, you know, speaking to him, he spoke to me like he knew me for – five years, you know, I mean, he's a good guy. And the players seem to really like him. They have their um, offensive coordinator he brought in from Auburn. He has an offense looking real good. And the D coordinator they have over there, I mean, they they look solid. I was at their practice the other day. They, the guys really look energetic. Um, they're full of uh, – they're full of uh, – they have a bounce in their step that we didn't have in prior years. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I was at the Pro Day workout, it really did seem as if the the alumni were really embraced there, and um, it was good to see that. And and Dan Olaski, I know um, he was kind of the guy that really got UConn football on the map, and and you guys have had a good run here. And, you know, even speaking to uh, Obi at, at the Pro Day, 
you know, he 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 had some bold statements about UConn being DBU. He really feels like UConn is the real DBU. And, of course, you know, Byron, Byron Jones really uh, coming out and, and excelling for the Cowboys and now uh, uh, yourself and Ovi. I, I mean, do you feel the same way where Jamar Summers next year now? Do you feel like UConn is, is uh, earning this reputation of DBU? I definitely. I mean, I feel like, you know, because we have even guys before that, like Darius Butler, um, Rob McClain in the league, you know, people like that, you know, Dwayne Gratz, Bleedy Ray Wilson, even Andrew Adams now start, uh, at the Giants, you know. Oh, like, yeah, these, big year. These, mm-hmm. some, these some solid guys that, you know, we, I have a, I've had a chance to meet and actually play with and play against that. that it's like, um, you know, I feel like we do actually have a DBU. Um, we harp a lot on, you know, making plays on the ball and breaking passes up and not letting the receiver catch the ball. We're real physical in terms of defense, whatever, you know, throughout all the coaches we have, we're real physical in the corner position and the safety position. So, I mean, I feel like we do have a DBU. You know, Jamar Summers coming out, he's going to be a problem at, when he when he comes out to some top prospects. So, I mean, I'm excited, really excited. Yeah, long lineage there, and uh, man, a lot of names you just threw out of us. But you mentioned Andrew Adams, and since you brought him up, I have to ask because he, just like you, this time of year last year, he was in a similar situation. Uh, winded up linking up with the Giants, found the right fit for him, and boy, oh boy, I mean, did he just have a spectacular season starting alongside Collins? Nobody expected it, and just a key cog for that giant secondary this past season. Have you had a chance to pick his brain at all about what to expect and this whole transition from college to the pros? And not just Andrew, but, you know, I'd like to hear about him because he's in kind of the similar situation. But any UConn players from the past that you've had a chance to kind of pick their brain? And if so, what's some of the advice been uh, that you've been able to get in terms of feedback from those guys? Yeah, I mean, Andrew, I, I talk to Andrew all the time. I mean, I talked to him yesterday, actually, about the whole process. And, you know, he told me his process wasn't like like mine. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, you don't know what's going on. He said the only people that know what's going on are people that's going probably the first three picks. <laughs> he said other than that, you're really in the dark for the whole this whole period. So, I mean, he, he gave me some words of wisdom on what to do, you know, what to expect and, you know, how he transitioned from, being that last guy in, on the depth chart, you know, working his way up the depth chart and starting on the number one secondary in the, in the nation at the New York Giants. So, I mean, um, I, you know, I talked to Andrew all the time. I spoke with Byron a couple of times earlier in the process, and he gave me some words of wisdom before actually my pro day. So, I mean, he told me what to expect, how to perform, and stuff like that. And I mean, though I mean I I feel like UConn has a great support system with their alumni as I said before I mean these guys are still reaching out to me Jeremy I talk to Jeremy Davis every day um I mean it's it, it's a it's a brotherhood and and that's and the fact that they're reaching out to me giving me knowledge and words of wisdom is is still amazing to me you know and I'm happy I signed up for this brotherhood unbelievable what these guys have been able to accomplish now I have to ask you are you a guy Will you will you watch the draft, or are you a guy that'll kind of 
watch the, you know, some guys watch the whole entire thing. Some guys go out fishing on a boat and, and just wait for the phone call. Some guys hold a party. I mean, what, what are your draft plans? Have you gotten that far yet? Or, or what's your intention during the uh, NFL draft weekend? What will you be doing? Um, I'm not sure yet, you know, probably just hang out with the family. Nothing, nothing big, like no, no party or nothing like that. I don't, I'm real superstitious. So, you know, I don't like to speak stuff that, you know, don't really happen yet. So, you know, I know something's going to happen, but I just, you know, I just, you know, like I'm superstitious. So, um, I like to just stay low key. I'm, everyone knows me. I'm a low key guy. I really don't go out like that. I stay to myself. Um, so, I mean, I'm probably just taking it as it comes. Yeah, exactly. Just taking it one day at a gotcha. time and just hanging with family. How about something off the field, non-football related, something we might not know about John Green, maybe a hobby, an activity, uh, what you do with your spare time, music you like to listen to. Give, give us a little tidbit here about John Green off the field that we might not know about. Well, I mean, I'm an artist. So I mean, I draw, I draw very well. So you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm you know relaxing, I just want to take a break, just rest my mind. I just look up an image and I just start sketching it out, and then eventually I figure out what technique I want to use on it. And I just either use a charcoal technique or I bring a brush to it and acrylic painting, or you know, I, I use art as a tool to get me into schools like better schools. Um, growing up throughout um, my childhood. My mom, uh, you know, she put me in art classes to help me get into magnet programs. And um, it paid off. I um, went to good schools and was able to receive a good education in Miami, which is um, which is very rare with the school system we have down here in Florida. Very interesting. Okay, John, uh, last question for you. We, we wrap up every interview with this one. And, you know, if I'm an NFL general manager, I want you to tell me, why uh, John Green should be on my 53-man roster? Um, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm a good guy. You won't regret it. I'm fast. I could. I'm quick learner. Uh, good. I'm very coachable. And I mean, your team will love me if you pick me up. Everyone, everyone loves them. Some uh, John Green. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get some yum yum, baby. Um, all right, and any uh, anybody last uh, shout outs, call anybody you want to give a thanks to here, I'll give you the platform here to give any shout outs if you want before we wrap it up. Yeah, well, as I said, you know my two trainers, Randy and um, Antonio, uh, and then you know my high school coach Matt Dixon, um, and the, my little league coaches like um, Coach Knight, my mom, my dad. Um, my sister and my whole family, you know, they really, they really were support systems to me. Um, my girlfriend Jasmine, she was, she, she's been a big support throughout this whole process, and, and I just want to, you know, thank God for the opportunity. I thank Him every day for the opportunity. Thank Him for blessing me with this talent, and, you know, just hope everything works out for me. Which well, John, we're looking. Yes, absolutely, no doubt about it, and uh, we're looking forward to where you land, and 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 hopefully it's uh, in my neck of the woods. But if not, nevertheless, we'll be looking forward to where you're playing football on Sunday. So, John, please keep us posted, and uh, I know you will. And and looking forward to, and once again, thanks for the time because I know you're a busy man, and 
try to relax and enjoy the process a little bit here just three weeks away, and, and we'll be chatting, my man. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Rick. All right, there you have it. John Green, UConn, defensive back, uh, slot, nickel corner, uh, safety, does it all. Tremendous, tremendous pro day workout on March the 22nd there at UConn, uh, coming in at five foot ten, 180 pounds, blazing that 40-yard dash, as we mentioned, 4.31, 36-and-a-half-inch uh, vert, 10-foot-3 broad. We had him 4.29 in the short shuttle, 6.80 in the L tone. So the not only the burst, but the agility, um, really, really – not gaining the the recognition maybe that he deserves in the mainstream media, especially being overshadowed a little bit by Obi over there. But, you know, after his pro day workout, I said, we got to get him on the show because that's what we do here at the NFL Draft Bible, bringing you the names you need to know first. Since 2002, again, we are brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out premierathleteadvisors.com. All you future NFL draft prospects definitely want to get with Adam and Matt on that. I do want to give a shout-out to Don over at Transition Sports, too, and, uh, of course, to the whole entire NFL Draft Bible team as we get down to the nitty-gritty, man. This is what we do year-round over on the NFLDraftBible.com. Of course, you can follow us on social media. We do a good job on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible, uh, in terms of putting out just about everything we do. And, of course, I'm also covering the NFL Draft for the Jets, Giants, Patriots and Eagles for the Metro US newspaper. So check out my NFL draft columns over there. Uh, we're having a feature come out soon on the Giants and Jets local pro day workout. So you can catch some insider information over on Metro as well. And I was your host, Rick Saratella, everybody. Till the next time, we'll catch you later, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.